Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Tonight, the Pentagon confirms Ukrainian missiles sank Russia's flagship in the Black Sea. Russia retaliates and warns the U.S. to stop shipping weapons to Ukraine. And the civilian death toll around Kyiv climbs. Nearly a thousand bodies recovered since the war began. Holiday travel rush. Millions of Americans pack airports and highways for the long weekend as some flight attendants hit the picket line. Can airlines keep up with demand? Mideast skirmish, Palestinians and Israeli police clash at one of the world's holiest sites. More than 150 Palestinians injured on a major holiday weekend for Muslims, Jews and Christians. Subway shooting heroes honor. New York City's mayor praises the transit workers who help riders to safety. Also, what happens with reward money for the suspect's arrest? Tax day backlog, why the IRS is pleading with Americans to file electronically as Monday's deadline approaches. Jackie Robinson Day, 75 years after he broke the Major League color barrier, baseball celebrates number 42. And on the road, meet the carpet cleaner whose hobby has everyone talking. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm Major Garrett in for Nora. There is clarity tonight on one of the most important events in the war in Ukraine. A senior U.S. defense official confirms that two Ukrainian anti-ship missile strikes first disabled, then sank one of Russia's most important warships. In response, Russian forces shelled several cities in southern and eastern Ukraine today. They also hit a facility on the outskirts of Kyiv, Ukraine's capital. The head of the regional police force there says the civilian death toll in the area tops 900 and will likely rise. Nearly all of the victims killed by gunshots. We start tonight with CBS's Chris Livesey from Kyiv. Chris, good evening. Good evening, Major. Tonight, Moscow is 
outraged over the U.S. and NATO shipping weapon systems to Ukraine, warning there could be unpredictable consequences. The Kremlin is also threatening to increase air attacks here in Kyiv after that stunning Ukrainian missile strike that sank Russia's lead warship. It was the flagship of the Russian Navy in the Black Sea, but tonight it's sitting at the bottom of it, along with supersonic missile launchers and the Kremlin's pride. The Moskva was once the terror of Ukraine's coast that infamously threatened these Ukrainian soldiers in the first days of the war, only to be rebuffed with expletives. The Pentagon confirms the ship was struck by Ukrainian-made missiles that have now scared the rest of Russia's fleet away. But Russia is still striking by land and by air, firing three missiles at the capital, Kyiv. This as Russia continues to pull back its ground forces after failing to capture it, leaving behind blood-stained boot prints in its wake. The sea, uh, the holes, the, the scale of holes. Ukrainian lawmaker Alexei Honcharenko has come to the village of Havronshina to see for himself a family of five allegedly gunned down as they tried to flee, the youngest only two years old. A stroller for a baby. Stroller. Oh, my God. Look at that. And this baby was killed. Yeah. I have son, my own son is three years old. It's so hard. I mean, you can see there's food in there. There's granola bars. It's exactly the kind of thing that I would take with me that anyone yeah. would they were going on a trip. Yuri Patsan is a local farmer. Uh, you live right there. He says he witnessed a Russian armored vehicle open fire with high caliber explosive rounds, even though the car bore a sign in the back window that read, children. Yuri says he tried to save them, but they died in his arms. All he could do was bury them. We're not dogs like the Russian soldiers, he says. Once the Russians left, he and the Ukrainian police exhumed the bodies for investigation. From what you know, from what you've seen, does this constitute a war crime? Yes, it's definitely a war crime. Because without any reason, civilians were killed. The world should know that it is not fake. The world should know who is Russian regime, who is Putin. Indeed, Putin has called alleged war crimes in the Kyiv region fake news. But 900 civilian deaths have already been recorded here. The prosecutor general says there are thousands more throughout the country. Major. Chris Livesey, thank you. Millions of Americans are hitting the roadways and airports this holiday weekend. Patience is advised. A complication for gatherings of all kinds, COVID numbers are on the rise in 30 states with the BA2 subvariant making up more than 85% of new cases. CBS's Errol Barnett is at Reagan National Airport with more. Today, millions of air travelers are on their way. Just be able to be with family over this this holiday time. Domestic ticket prices have jumped 40% since January, but that hasn't softened demand. I'm just ready to go and travel, uh, you know, and see family and friends. Delta Airlines sold more tickets last month than in any March in its history and will now fly more than 480,000 passengers per day through Sunday. United will carry more than 400,000 a day through Monday. But staff shortages left over from the height of the pandemic are leaving pilots and flight attendants frustrated. Like these from Spirit Airlines protesting today in Las Vegas. We're going to be in for some really tough three or four months coming up 
because I don't see any short-term solutions to try to satisfy the demand when you don't have the staff to support it. Southwest Pilot Union is warning fatigue has become their number one safety threat. While Alaska Airlines pilots have been protesting for weeks over their workloads, the airline responding by cutting its schedule through June. The airlines were overscheduled. They still are. And the problem with that is everything goes nuts because if you throw in a weather issue or a maintenance issue, the system collapses. Meanwhile, some relief for road travelers, with the national average for gas dropping to $4.07, 24 cents cheaper than last month, but still at historically high levels. And the gas pump may very well be the only place where you'll see prices decrease. The price of domestic air tickets is expected to jump another 10% through May into June. And considering these ongoing staffing issues very likely could lead to more cancellations, Major, the best advice is to make sure those air tickets are refundable. Errol Barnett, thank you so much. Tensions are high in the holy city of Jerusalem. More than 150 Palestinians were injured following clashes with Israeli police. Tonight, the United States is calling on all sides to exercise restraint. CBS's MTS Tayeb has the latest. At one of the holiest and hotly contested places of worship in the world, a bitter confrontation. After Israeli forces stormed the Al-Aqsa Mosque, known as Temple Mount to Jews, and fired tear gas and rubber-coated steel bullets shortly after morning prayers. Israeli police say they were targeting a group of masked men who had set off fireworks and were throwing stones. The violence comes as tensions continue to soar across Israel and in the Palestinian territories. Over the past few weeks, 14 people have been killed in Israel following a series of attacks carried out by Palestinian assailants, while 25 Palestinians have reportedly been killed following a wave of unrest and military operations by Israeli forces in the West Bank. This weekend is expected to be particularly tense at religious sites in Jerusalem's old city, with the Islamic holy month of Ramadan overlapping with the Jewish Passover and Easter Sunday. MPS Live, CBS News, London. Three days after one of the worst mass shootings in the history of the New York City subway system, Mayor Eric Adams today honored transit workers who came to the rescue. Here's CBS's Mola Lange. Today, several city transit workers were honored for their bravery in the attack. Mayor Eric Adams. The bullets were flying, 33 the exact. You stayed calm, stayed focused. And you saved lives. I was shouting to the people, get on the train. Get Among those being hailed as heroes, train operator David Ortiz, who sprang into action as frantic passengers spilled out of a smoke-filled subway car. In all, 10 passengers had been shot, about 20 others injured. I see the whole car with blood, so of course there's fear. But then I had to get the passengers to safety. Police arrested 62-year-old Frank James after nearly 30 hours and a flood of phone tips. I almost couldn't believe it, that, that it was really him. While on a class trip, so Jack Griffin snapped these photos and called police after spotting the alleged gunman sitting on a bench, hiding in plain sight. This is the leg I got shot in. Hawari Benkata, now recovering at home, says he sat right next to the shooter. As bullets flew, he tried to protect a pregnant passenger and was shot in the knee. And my hand was just soaking wet in blood. And I pulled my pants down and the size was like the size of a quarter and just blood constantly coming out. 
Well, James is being held without bail at this federal detention facility behind me here. Today, the NYPD announced that the $50,000 reward that was offered for information leading to James's arrest would be shared among five people whom they did not identify, Major. On the story all week, Mola Lenghi, we thank you. A reminder, Monday is tax day. You know, the deadline to file your income taxes with the IRS. Well, the agency is urging Americans to drop the pen and paper. CBS's Scott McFarlane explains. Tax season is a burden for many, and this year, the IRS itself is feeling the pain. They're still working through a massive backlog of last year's tax returns, more than 3 million still to be processed. And they've warned this could delay refunds for some this year. Is that still a risk for at least some people? That is absolutely still a risk uh, for for some people. Part of the problem, the IRS budget was cut nearly 20 percent. Its staffing levels close to 1974 levels with fewer than 80,000 employees to process the tidal wave of filings. I would say we need thousands more employees still coming to join us. Uh, We are an aging uh, workforce uh, and we know that we have to prepare for the future. The agency calls paper returns its kryptonite. About 10% of filers still use paper and pencil. And it's been a strain on processors who handle both the paper and the phones. The IRS was getting 1,500 calls per second at one point during last year's tax season. Dave Weinberg runs a small business in Maryland and spent hours on hold. You couldn't get them on the phone for weeks at a time? Weeks at a time. I mean, it was tax season, and that's not an excuse, though. Uh, They're chronically underfunded. The IRS has acknowledged only about one in five callers has been getting through to live IRS agents at times this month. And they say if you're scrambling this weekend, file electronically and set up direct deposit. Major? Scott McFarland, thank you. We turn now to a story about work-life balance, the four-day work week. That's a full week's pay for 32 hours on the job. Dozens of companies are trying it and finding surprising results. Here's CBS's Chris Van Cleve. When Emily Lutchen started at Uncharted in 2020, the Denver-based nonprofit was running an experiment. Could they maintain 100% productivity and pay while working 20% less? It's an opportunity to take a step back and think about how you can be smarter with your work. CEO Banks Benitez hired an analyst to track productivity and the impact of a four-day work week on employees. How has that changed how you guys do business? It's changed everything. I mean, it reduced workplace stress, reduced burnout. We saw no reduction in productivity, and every Friday it was off. A recent survey finds 92% of Americans want a four-day work week. Nearly three-quarters believe they can maintain the same workload, but may have to work longer hours to do it. Crowdfunding site Kickstarter is among the dozens of companies in North America and the U.K. trying out a four-day week. Bill Shanninger from consulting for McKinsey and Company. The challenge is for the portion of the workforce that has gotten a taste of flexibility. Flexibility, full stop, is way more attractive than still the mandate, but on a shorter number of days. For Lutchens, working fewer days makes balancing her career and being a new mom easier. Could you see yourself ever going back to a, a job that was Monday through Friday? Um, <laughs> it would be hard living her new normal with more time for herself. Chris Van Cleve, CBS News, Denver. Now to something we've all dreamed of in our traveling future, flying cars. On this Sunday, 60 Minutes, Anderson Cooper reports that future is no longer up in the air, but he is. Cooper took a ride on an aircraft called Hexa. 
I was going to try to land over the camera. Yeah, absolutely. To land, I maneuvered Hexa into position, pressed a button, and the computers did the rest. Right there, you are on the ground, and the props are spinning down. That is cool. <laughs> I'm so laughing. Piece of cake, that right? That is awesome. Is it that fun? That is so much fun. Yes. Wow. I love it. I so just want to, like, take off with it. I know. Matt Chasen is CEO of Austin-based Lyft Aircraft, which makes Hexa. He envisions a future where it's used by commuters to skip rush hour traffic. You can fly 10 miles in 10 minutes instead of spending over an hour on the roads during rush hour congestion. You can watch Anderson Cooper's full report Sunday night on... This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. 60 minutes. Twitter is fending off a $43 billion takeover attempt by the world's richest man, Elon Musk. Today, its board of directors unanimously adopted new rules that would make it harder for Musk or any individual to gain control of the company without paying shareholders a premium or giving the board more time to, quote, make informed judgments. Right now, Musk is the company's largest private shareholder. Prince Harry and his American wife, Meghan Markle, have made their first public appearance in Europe since giving up their royal roles more than two years ago. They greeted competitors at the Invictus Games on Friday in the Netherlands. The event came a day after the couple visited Queen Elizabeth at Windsor Castle, their first joint visit to the U.K. since moving to the U.S. Major League Baseball is celebrating the 75th anniversary of the day Jackie Robinson broke baseball's color barrier, becoming the first black player in the big leagues. Robinson went on to become one of the most revered athletes of all time. Every major league player is wearing his number 42 today in Dodger blue. And a stretch of New York City's 42nd Street was temporarily renamed in Robinson's honor. You've heard the phrase, don't judge a book by its cover. It might as well describe the man in our next story. He's a carpet cleaner by day, but it's his hobby that has people talking. Here's CBS's Steve Hartman on the road. 46-year-old Vaughn Smith of Gaithersburg, Maryland, was reluctant to even do this story. It's not something I was like, oh, yeah, I'm the best. That's all it's about. In fact, most people didn't even know you had this skill. Correct. You were just the guy cleaning the carpets. I was just the guy cleaning the carpets, yeah. Although a carpet cleaner by trade, Vaughn's real gift is for words. He is what linguists call a hyperpolyglot, defined as a person who can speak at least 11 languages. As someone who took four years of French in high school and only remembers un poquito, the idea that anyone could speak 11 languages is unfathomable. But Vaughn doesn't just know 11. As the Washington Post recently verified, 
he is fluent in or has a basic grasp of all these languages. Spanish, Italian, Portuguese. This may take a while. I speak some Hungarian, I speak Finnish pretty well, I speak some Estonian. He also knows Welsh, Norwegian, Japanese, Hebrew, and even American Sign Language. Vaughn studies mostly with apps and books, uploading new words and phrases with almost fiber optic speed. So far, he has learned about 40 languages. Do people immediately like you more when you speak their language? Most of the time, yes. Is that part of the draw for you? Yes. Although never diagnosed, Vaughn suspects, and his mother Sandra agrees, that he is probably autistic. Oh, yes, that was the problem. He had lack of participation, lack of communication. Not able to express my feelings properly or misinterpreting other people's feelings or intentions. But over the years, Vaughn has learned that when you make the effort to speak to someone in their native tongue, people are so grateful, friendships often follow. It's about being able to connect with people. It's so good. And you don't need to know any languages <laughs> to understand the importance of that. Steve Hartman, On the Road, in Gaithersburg, Maryland. English, still a work in progress. Sunday on Face the Nation, Margaret Brennan's guests include Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dimitro Koleba and Democratic Senator Chris Coons of Delaware. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Major Garrett in Washington. Good night and have a great weekend. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. If you enjoy tuning in to the CBS Evening News, there are official t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at ParamountShop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of Evening News, and you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com.